Hey, 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 y'all. Hey, 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 y'all. This is your black girl that reads. This is Tanetta. Welcome to Taboo Conversations, the podcast. I want to say thank you all for being here. This is part number eight to the Master Key System. And if you haven't heard the other seven parts, make sure that you're going back and listen to all those episodes and making sure that you follow that, follow this podcast or subscribe. Y'all yeah, forgot which one it was. I think it's subscribe. <laughs> I think it's subscribe to the podcast. Y'all subscribe, subscribe, subscribe. <laughs> And then also, of course, making sure that you're sharing my episodes with, with your friends, family, co-workers, business partners who need to hear this information. This book is called The Master Key System. It's talking more about, of course, the inner us to help us, of course, become the person that, we, that, that we're trying to become. I know a lot of you all are out there looking to become a different person. Well, you're the same person, same name, same whatever. But the inner you the different person that's wanting to, of course, push farther. The different person that's, of course, being, become the leader that they know that they are. Like I said, that's why I know that you're here. So, like I said, make sure that you're sharing this with others who need to hear this. And let's go ahead and get on into chapter number. Well, I should say part number eight because I keep saying it's chapter. And this book is actually about parts. So, part number eight. So, again, before we get started, I do want to let you know that this episode is sponsored by... Speak Your Truth Relationship Coaching, where the Let's Date Bundle is now on sale. Make sure that you're clicking the link in the um, show notes to get that bundle. It's for those couples out there who are trying to rekindle their fire, who are trying to date their partner again, and to stop living like roommates. So make sure that you're clicking that link in, in the show notes and go ahead and get the Let's Date Bundle, y'all. Okay, y'all, on to, chat, um, to introduction to part number eight. In this part, you will find that you may freely choose what you think. But the result of your thought is governed by an immutable law. Is not this a wonderful thought? It is not wonderful wonderful to know that our lives are subject to caprice or or variability of any kind. That they are governed by law. This stability is our opportunity because by complying with the law, we can secure the desired effect with invariable precision. It is the law which makes the universe one grand peon of harmony. If it were not for this law, the universe would be a chaos instead of cosmos. Here then is the secret of the origin of both good and evil. This is all the good and evil there ever was or ever will be. Let me illustrate. Thoughts result in action. If your thought is constructive and harmonious, the result will will be good. If your thought is destructive and inharmonious, the result will be evil. Therefore, I mean, there is, therefore, but one law, one principle, one cause, one source of power, and good and evil are simply words which have been coined to indicate the result of our action or our compliance or non-compliance with this law. The importance of this is well illustrated in the lives of Emerson and Carlisle. Emerson loved the good and his life. Was a symphony of peace and harmony. Carlisle hated the bad and his life was a record of perpetual discord and inharmony. Here we have two grand men, each intent upon achieving the same ideal but one makes use of constructive thought and is therefore in harmony with natural law. The other makes use of destructive thought and therefore brings upon himself discord of every kind and character. 
It is evident, therefore, that we are to hate nothing, not even the bad, because hatred is destructive. And we shall soon find that by entertaining destructive thought, we are sowing the wind and in turn shall reap the whirlwind. Part 8 Thought contains a vital principle because it is the creative principle of the universe and by its nature will combine with other similar thoughts. As the one purpose of life is growth, all principles underlying existence must contribute to give it effect. Thought therefore takes from I mean, takes form and the law of growth eventually brings it into manifestation. You may freely choose what you think, but the result of your thought is governed by an immutable law. Any line of thought persisted in cannot fail to produce its result in character, health, and circumstances of the individual. Methods whereby we can substitute habits of constructive thought, I mean, of constructive thinking for those which we have found produce only undesirable effects are therefore of primary importance. We all know that this is by no means easy. Mental habit, habits are difficult to control, but it can be done, and the way to do it is to begin at once to substitute constructive thought for destructive thought. Form the habit of analyzing every thought. If it is necessary, if its manifestation in the objective will be a benefit, not only to yourself, but to all whom it may affect in any way, keep it, treasure it, it is of value. It is in tune with the infinite. It will grow and develop and produce fruit and hundredfold. On the other hand, it will be well for you to keep this quotation from George Matthews Adams in mind. Learn to keep the door shut. Keep out of your mind, out of your office and out of your world. Every element that seeks admittance with no definite helpful end in view. If your thought has been critical or destructive and has resulted in any condition of discord or in harmony in your environment, it may be necessary for you to cultivate a mental attitude which will be conducive to constructive thought. The imagination will be found to be a great assistance in this direction. The cultivation of the imagination leads to the development of the ideal out of which your future will emerge. The imagination gathers up the material by which the mind weaves the fabric in which your future is to be clothed. Imagine, I mean, imagination is the light by which we can penetrate new words, worlds of thought and experience. Imagination is the mighty instrument by which every discoverer, every inventor opened the way from the president to experience. President said, it cannot be done and ex experience said, it is done. Imagination is a plastic power molding the things of sense into new forms and ideals. Imagination is the constructive form of thought which must precede every constructive form of action. A builder cannot build a structure of any kind until he has first received the plans from the architect. The architect must get the plan from his imagination. The captain of industry cannot build a giant corporation which may coordinate hundreds of smaller corporations and thousands of employees 
and utilize millions millions of dollars of capital until he has first created the entire work in his imagination. Objects in the material world are as clay in the potter's hand. It is, the, it is in the master mind that the real things are created and it is by use of the imagination that the work is done. In order to cultivate the imagination, it must be exercised. Exercise is necessary to cultivate mental muscle as well as physical muscle. It must be supplied with nourishment or it cannot grow. Do not confuse imagination with fancy or that form of daydreaming in which some people like to indulge. Daydreaming is a form of mental dissipation which may lead to mental disaster. Constructive imagination means mental labor by some considered to be the hardest kind of labor, but if so, it yields the greatest returns. For all the great things in life have come to men and women who have the capacity to think, to imagine, to make their dreams come true. When you have become thoroughly conscious of the fact that mind is the only creative principle, that it is omnipotent, omniscient, and omnipresent, and that you can consciously come into harmony with this omnipotence through your power of thought, you will have taken a long step in the right direction. The next place, the next step is to place yourself in position to receive this power. As it is omnipresent, it must be within you. We know that this is so because we know that all power is from within. But it must be fully, but it must be developed, unfolded, cultivated. In order to do this, we must be receptive. And this receptivity is acquired just as physical strength is gained by exercise. The law of attraction will certainly and unerringly bring to you the conditions, environment, and experiences in life corresponding with your habitual characteristic, predominant mental attitude. And I definitely see that. I hope y'all understand that one. Not what you think once in a while, but when you're in church or have a good read or have a read, uh, not what you think once in a while when you are in church or have just read a good book, but your predominant mental attitude is what counts. You cannot entertain weak, harmful, negative thoughts 10 hours a day and expect to bring about beautiful, strong, and harmonious conditions by 10 minutes of strong, positive, creative thought. The real power comes from within. All power that anybody can possibly use is within man, only waiting to be brought into visibility by his first recognizing it, then affirming it as his, working it into his consciousness until he becomes one with it. People say that they desire abundant life, and so they do. But so many interpret this to mean that if they exercise their muscles or breathe scientifically, eat certain foods in certain ways, drink so many glasses of water a day of just a certain temperature, keep out drafts, they will attain the abundant life they seek. Again, I'm still telling y'all this. Without faith, I mean, faith without works is dead. You have to work. That's what this is getting to. The result of such methods is indifferent. However, when man awakens to the truth and affirms his oneness with all life, he finds that he takes on the clear eye and the elastic step, the vigor of youth. He finds that he has discovered the source of all power. All mistakes are but the mistakes of ignorance. 
Knowledge gaining and consequent power is what determines growth and ev evolution. The recognition and demonstration of knowledge is what constitutes power. And this power is spiritual. And this spiritual power is the power which lies at the heart of all things. It is the soul of the universe. This knowledge is the result of man's ability to think. Therefore, thought is therefore the germ of man's conscious evolution. When man ceases to advance his thoughts and ideals, his forces immediately be begin to disintegrate and his countenance gradually registers these changing conditions. Successful men make it their business to hold ideals of the conditions which they wish to realize. They constantly hold in mind the next step necessary to the ideal for which they are striving. Thoughts are the materials which, with which they build, and the imagination is their workshop. Mind is the ever-moving force which they secure the persons and circumstances necessary to build their success structure, and imagination is the matrix in which all great things are fashioned. If you have been faithful to your ideal, you will hear the call when circumstances are ready to materialize your plans and results will correspond in the exact ratio of your fidelity to your ideal. The ideal steadily hold, held is what predetermines and attracts the necessary conditions for its fulfillment. It is thus that you may weave a garment of spirit and power into the web of your entire existence. It is thus that you may lead a charmed life and be forever protected from all harm. It is thus that you may become a positive force whereby conditions of opulence and harmony may be attracted to you. This is the leaven which is gradually permeated the general consciousness and is largely responsible for the conditions of unrest which are everywhere evident. And the last part, you created a mental image. You brought it from the invisible into the visible. This week, I want you to take an object and follow it back to its origination. See what it really consists. If you do this, you will develop imagination, insight, perception, and sagacity. These come not by the superficial observation of multitude, but by a keen analytical observation which sees below the surface. It is the few who know that the things which they see are, 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 are only effects and understand the causes by which these effects were brought into existence. Take the same position as their two four and visualize the battleship. See the grim monster floating on the surface of the water. There appears to be no life anywhere about. All is silence. You know that by the far by far the largest part of the vessel is underwater, out of sight. You know that the ship is large and as heavy as 22-story skyscraper. You know that there are hundreds of men ready to spring to their appointed task instantly. You know that every department is, char is in charge of able, trained, skilled officials who have proven themselves competent to take charge of this marvelous piece of mechanism. You know that although it, is, it lies apparently obvious to everyone else, everything else, it has eyes which see everything for miles around it, and nothing is permitted to escape its watchful, watchful vision, vision. You know that while it appears quiet, submissive, and innocent, it is prepared to hurl 
a steel projectile weighing thousands of pounds at enemy and at an enemy miles away. This and much more you can bring into mind with comparatively no effort with it whatsoever. But how did the battleship come to be where it is? How did it come into existence in the first place? All of this you want to know if you are a careful observer. All right, all right, all right, y'all. Again, this is your girl, Tonetta Clay, the life coach, the social worker, and the black girl who reads. I'm bringing to you, of course, this podcast episode, which is part number eight of the book, The Master Key System. And we're not done yet. We're just taking a short intermission, y'all. Maybe I should sing this time. I'm just joking. <laughs> but taking a short intermission and a um, break, I guess I put it that way. Just to let you know that this podcast episode is sponsored by Speak Your Truth Life Coaching, where date... The date night bundle is on sale right now for your pleasure, for you and your partner to, of course, reconnect and to recreate that flame inside and outside the bedroom. Make sure that y'all getting this bundle today is on sale. I'm not sure for how long it's going to be on sale, but it's on sale right now for 85 percent off y'all. So make sure that y'all getting it by clicking the, clicking the link in the show notes and going to the date night bundle back to the st standard program, y'all. Part number eight, continue. Follow the great steel plates through the foundries. See the thousands of men employed in their production. Go still further back and see the ore as it comes from the mine. See it loaded on barges or cars. See it melted and properly treated. Go back still farther and see the architect and engineers who planned the vessel. Let the thought carry you back farther in order to determine why they planned the vessel. You will see that you are now so far back that the, that, that the vessel is something intangible. It no longer exists. It is now only a thought existing in the brain of the architect. But from where did the order come to plan the vessel? Probably from the Secretary of Defense. But probably this vessel was planned long before the war was thought of and that Congress had to pass a bill appropriating the money. Possibly there was opposition and speeches for or against the bill. Whom do these co congressmen represent? They represent you and me. So that our line of thought begins with the battleship and ends with ourselves. And we find in the last analysis that our own thought is responsible for this and many other things of which we seldom think and a little further reflection will develop the most important fact of all. And that is if someone has not discovered by law, I mean the law, by which this tremendous mass of steel and iron, iron could be made to afloat upon the water, instead of immediately going to the bottom, the battleship could not have come into existence at all. This is the law that is specific of gravity. Any substance is the weight of any volume of it compared with the equal volume of water. The discovery of this law revolutionized every kind of ocean travel, commerce, and warfare and made the existence of the battleship, aircraft carriers, and cruise ships possible. You will find exercises of this kind invaluable. When the thought has been trained to look below the surface, everything takes on a different appearance. Look to this day, for it is life, the very life of life. In its brief course, lie in all the verities and realities of your existence, the bliss of growth, the glory of action, the splendor of beauty. For yesterday is but a dream, and tomorrow is only a vision. But today we will 
Today we, we, today well lived makes every yesterday a dream of happiness and every tomorrow a vision of hope. Look well, therefore, to this day from the Sanskrit. I love that. I, I love that quote, y'all. I think I'm going to actually put that on my wall sometime today on my social media. Actually, I love that quote. Well, that is we're to the end of this part number eight. But before I read the study questions and answers, I want to interject again and let y'all know. That this is, of course, your girl, the black Tanetta Clay, the black girl that reads, your life coach, and social worker, and, of course, your Taboo Conversations podcast, podcaster. <laughs> okay, y'all, I'm sorry, I'm sorry messing with y'all, okay? But I just want to let you all know, remind y'all that this episode is sponsored by Speak Your Truth Life Coaching, where the date night bundle is now on sale for 85% off make sure that you couples who are listening who are needing to of course stop living like roommates who are tired of of course living the same drab existence as a couple who want to start making things happen having fun reconnecting redeveloping your communication and of course making that bedroom action the sex um of course recreate that spark make sure that y'all getting the date night bundle it's in the link in the in, in the show notes Click that link and it's at the, and it's, it's and it's the very first um tab, y'all. The date night bundle. Now now on to eight part number eight. Study questions and answers. One, what is the imagination? A form of constructive thought, the light by which we penetrate new worlds of thought and experience, the mighty instrument by which every inventor or discoverer opened the way from present to experience. Two, what is the result of imagination? The cultivation of the imagination leads to the development of the ideal out of which your future will emerge. Three, how may it be cultivated? By exercise. It must be supplied with nourishment or it cannot live. Four, how does imagination differ from, day to, from daydreaming? Daydreaming is a form of mental dissipation, while imagination is a form of constructive thought, which must proceed every constructive action. 75. What are mistakes? The result of the ignorance. What is knowledge? Number six. The result of man's ability to think. Number seven. What is the power with which successful men build? Mine is the very moving force with which they secure the persons and circumstances necessary to complete their plans. Eight. What, pre what pre predetermines the result? The ideal held steadily in mind attracts the necessary conditions for its fulfillment. Number nine, what is the result of a keen analytical observation? The development of, of imagination, insight, perception, and sagacity. Number 10, y'all, what do these lead? Opulence and harmony. So that is the end of part number eight. I want to thank y'all for, of course, tuning in. Like I said in the beginning of this podcast, if you know somebody that's trying to get their lives together, trying to figure out where to go, what to do, how to start, make sure that you're inviting them to this podcast and sharing this episode and the other episodes with them of the Master Key System. There's other, of course, episodes that I have on this podcast talking about relationships and life and love. And I'll get back to that once I, of course, get through the Master Key System book, y'all, just to let y'all know. But like I said, again, make sure that y'all are sharing this with those that you know who are trying to help build a better life and a business and to become the person that they want to become. Again, this is the Master Key System by Charles L. Fennell. This was part number eight. I want to say thank y'all for being here. And again, this, this podcast episode is sponsored by Speak Your Truth Life Coaching, where the date 
night bundle is now on sale for 85% off. Pick up y'all today with the link in the bio. I'm with the link in the bio, Lord, with the link in the show notes, y'all. Take care, y'all, and I'll see y'all in part number nine in the next episode. Take care, y'all, and be blessed.